Hi, everyone, and welcome to Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. I'm Mike Laidman. And I'm Chris Blotsky. And we're two dads who also happen to be nerds. We certainly aren't experts, but we are open to sharing our experiences with other nerdy dads out there in the interest of keeping our kids alive. How are you doing, sir? Good, Mike. Good. We are we are starting Ben on eating solid foods now. Oh, look at that fancy boy. I uh, you know. Well, if he wasn't fat enough, he's going to get even fatter now. <laughs> <laughs> what are you what are you but starting him with? We uh, we are doing I forget the actual name, but Tiff told me. It's like baby led uh, feeding or something like that. Does that ring a bell to it's, you at all? No. Is Basically, that's a, that's what a brand or no, no, no. It's not a brand. It's just a like a methodology, I guess, when it comes to feeding. Um, like I think most people, what they do is they go to, like the pablums and the rice cereals and you know that kind of thing. But what this is is it's a you give them actual like solid foods now you know monstrous caveat here we're talking like banana and avocado like that kind of stuff like super mushy stuff yep um but yeah you just kind of let them sort of figure it out on their own like you cut it up and kind of show them like okay this is how you eat it and and whatnot and supposedly it helps with them to become like less picky and stuff in the future that's what the theory is behind it anyway well, we'll see, I suppose, won't we? Yeah. I mean, it's a whole big process, obviously. You know, right now, it's just kind of getting them used to the idea that you have to, like, chew. <laughs> <laughs> but down the road, it, yeah, it, there's, like, a whole big kind of a process attached to it. So we'll see. I had never heard of it before, but I guess this is sort of all the rage nowadays. I, I did not know about it, so... Yeah. I guess that means that William is is not feeding yet. Well, he's... Feeding. Oh, sorry, not solid He's food. Not, not eating. solid food. No, yeah. no solid food. Although, <laughs> today we might have come up with the theory that he's teething already. Oh, yeah? Yes, which is surprising because it seems very early, does it not? Yes. Well, because what, what's his adjusted now? Like, he's adjusted four months? Ages, he's about three and a half months. Okay, three and a half. So that's our baseline. All right. Yeah. and But from what I'm we're reading online is it can start as early as three to four months so so but what are the what are the indicators that makes you think he's he's teething already he's very fussy when he's eating very fussy like he's fine and then you put a bottle in his mouth and he's like starts crying is it maybe because he's full no like this is literally the second you put a bottle in his mouth for the very first time you know oh okay yeah so we're thinking that it's like you know putting the bottle in his mouth and him kind of Chewing on the bottle is is starting to bother his gums. Laura says that it sort of feels, sort of looks like, like there's something coming in on his bottom gum. And that's also usually where it starts is on the sure, bottom. Yeah. But also, Laura, I, I tried to look in his mouth to see if I could see what she saw. But I can't get him to not shove his hand in his mouth the second his mouth is open. <laughs> Or stick his tongue over it. So I have right. no idea. I have no clue. All I know is that I was feeding him earlier and he was fine. And then he was not fine. Like he was just, <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, that'd be, uh, that'd be pretty good. Yeah, because I remember we thought Ben was teething for a while. I, I, the pediatrician said that he could, might, he might still be. But mm. like, you know, super early stages. Because he was drooling a lot and... Kind of like William was doing is sticking his hand in his mouth and chewing on everything possible. But I don't know. We haven't seen any teeth and it's been like a month and a half yet. So, well, you know, he's fa false alarm, I guess. He's just like what you were saying. Like he is a slip, like 
I almost said slippery, but I guess so. He's a he's a saliva mess. Like he just drools everywhere. So right again, that's another early sign that that's the teething could be happening. So right. Oh, we'll interesting. See. We'll interesting. see. We have a pediatrician appointment coming up. Next week, I think. So if that's the case, we might be able to find out a little more from then. Because, I mean, you said you talked to your pediatrician and they're like, maybe. So who knows? Maybe we'll see our pediatrician and they'll be like, maybe. And Yeah. yeah. I think that's pretty much what pediatricians do best is like, well, could be. Might not. Might. Might not. Who knows? Yeah. Could be, but it could not be. (laughs) Give us our our paycheck. (laughs) (laughs) We went to a, um, a a pie day party on the weekend in which pie there day. were uh, pie day. So, you know, you, do you know what pie day is, Mike? Like, like three, one, four. Yeah. So March are, 14th. Aren't you like a weekend somewhat? Well, late? OK. March 14th fell on a very inconvenient weekend. So it was spirit of pie day. I uh, see. Yeah. So we had one of those and it was uh, loaded with children. And as it turns out, Ben is the heaviest kid there. Despite the fact that there was a 11-month-old and 13-month-old child there. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's a big boy. But you know what? He doesn't look fat. I mean, this is the same party where there's two doctors there, too. And they both said, oh, he looks fine. So the doctors say it's okay, Mike. He's just dense. Yeah, he is. That's a good description. He is dense. <laughs> he doesn't have the Michelin Man roles or anything like that. He's just just a thick boy. That's funny. Yeah. I mean, William's all about, he's Michelin Man City over here. He's a little roll machine. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we took him for his last, he finally got his last RSV shot. So they told us that he's doing well enough that we shouldn't have to do more shots when RSV season comes around at the end of the year. Oh, good. So that's a, that's a nice, like, oh, this is done forever kind of thing. But he was 15 pounds, 2 ounces at that weigh-in. So. Well, that's not bad. Yeah. yeah, I think Ben, he went last week. I want to say last week he was 22 and a half. So he's a, he's a big guy. Holy crap, 22 and a half. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. Ha- has William met a lot of people yet? Like, you know, like a lot of guests. And is he like fine around guests and that sort of thing? Yeah, we actually were out with some folks on Sunday and uh, one of them held him for, I don't know, probably a good half an hour until he started getting fussy. And then it was like, oh, time for Laura. Oh, very nice. Yeah, he's good. He's good with people. A lot of like he hasn't met a ton of people unless you count like passers-by on the street well no 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 it'd be like (laughs) people you're actively engaging in yes yes no no i mean he's met you guys and i mean the thing was is we had to cancel so many plans because of everybody getting sick right so right most of the people who were like hey let's get him to meet oh no oh no you can't meet him yet yeah yeah go the hell away no i was gonna say uh because like ben is doing really well with people except for one Except really? for one person. Yes. Our good dear friend Russ. Of course. Has a very hard time with Ben. And it's nothing that Russ is doing. And it was so funny because he's he's met Russ before, right? Obviously. Yeah. I mean, Russ comes over at least once a week because we curl together and obviously really good friends. But then just out of the blue, like we're like, oh, you know, Ben, it's Russ. Here you go, Russ. You can carry him and that kind of thing. And Ben just lost his mind. 
<laughs> like was crazy upset and just crying and, and not like just I'm being a little jerk cry like I am legitimately upset at the situation sort of cry. We're like, oh, okay, well, maybe because Russ is wearing a toque or something in this particular situation. And so, you know, he came in for a little bit and then we tried to reintroduce Ben again. Same thing, just burst into tears again the second <laughs> time. And then he came over uh, just last week and we're like, okay, we're going to give him another shot. And it's exactly the same thing That's again. That's so funny. Was he wearing so, a toque again? No, no. And, and like I said, it wasn't like... You know, he like scared him or anything kind of weird. It was just, you know, he was he was exactly the same as he always is. And Ben just decided, no, no, I don't I don't want this right now. So I feel really bad for for poor Russ, but it makes her a funny story anyway. That's too funny. Yeah. Poor, poor Russ. Can't he can't be near our cats. He can't be near our babies. <laughs> no, that's right. He just has a hard go of it, really. I mean, was he at least good with with Ben before Ben? Oh stopped? yeah, yeah. Like I mean, you know, at the time, I guess Ben would have been. Well, I, I, he was fine. <laughs> I mean, he would hold them and kind of play with them as much as Ben would play at that particular time. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I have no idea what it is. You know, it, like I said, it wasn't like he like jumped out and did the little scare thing or was playing a game and like inadvertently hurt him or something. It was just mm. literally walked in the door kind of waved and and that was it <laughs> the, uh, the the die was cast at that point that's so. funny no it's it's interesting because william's not like that with anybody yet like he's pretty good like he usually looks at everybody with a bit of indifference you right. know just like not i wouldn't say indifference indifference makes it sound like he doesn't care but he just looks at people like huh like, yeah he doesn't you know, really know what's going on he doesn't know right? what's going on yeah and every so often you'll like poke him in the cheek and he'll smile, but like that's about it, you know. Yeah, He's, I think they say it's like at like five or six months that, or excuse me, uh, like babies start developing, or not developing, but they they really want like they just want mom or they just want dad, like that kind of thing. Part of me wondered when he was having his little meltdown upstairs before we were recording part of me wondered if it was because he he wanted dad and not mom because i had just handed him over to mom yeah it and, could be i mean like like i said ben has had that you know where there's days where he only wanted me or days when he only wanted tiff and then the next day he's totally normal so it could be that yeah but i mean then he was fine and then i'd walk back in the room and he'd stare at me and then he would cry like he wouldn't cry because i walked into the room it was like He's there and I can't get to him. But again, at the same time, it might have just been he was hungry or tired or, or whatever. But I don't Right. Know. Was he doing like the arm thing where they kind of reaches out to you? No, he was like, well, because Laura was trying to burp him on her lap. So she kind of was holding him in like the leaning forward with the hand on the chest position. So yeah. he's just kind of like, eh, like in that position and looking at me and crying and it was actually interesting because Laura told me today, actually, that he was a little fussier than normal. Like not, she's like, because I mean, for a baby who's not normally fussy, she said it was no, he was noticeably fussier. Okay. And, and she said that she had a lot of trouble with getting him to sleep today. Normally when it's like, oh, he's tired. You can just take him into the room, 
kind of cradle him and, and shake him back and forth. Shake him. Rock him back and forth. <laughs> we all we all know that disclaimer is still. Like, yes, yeah. that disclaimer is still in effect. When I say shake the baby, I mean gently rock the baby. An appropriate shaking, yes. Yes. So you shake the baby <laughs> and then he would drift off to sleep. But lately, like Eleanor said, as of today, he was he'd fight it the whole way. And she's like... I get. I gave up like a few times when he, because he would just fuss so much, and so she would just kind of give up on it. At one point, she was having her dinner, and and I'm like, I think he's tired. And she's like, If you want to try and get him to sleep, you go right ahead. But be warned, he did not sleep. Like every time that I've tried to put him to sleep, he fussed and fussed and did not go to sleep. Right. And so I took him, and I was rocking him and singing to him and singing to him when we're trying to put him to sleep has devolved into, and this is both Laura and I, we both do this is we sing, you know, go to sleep and good night. You know that song, right? Okay. We sing that song, but the only part of the song that we actually know the real lyrics to is go to sleep and good night. And then from that point on until we leave the room, we just make up lyrics to that tune. So yeah, that's the so, best thing to do. Just freestyle. Yeah. So thing, it'll right? just be like, you're tired and you're sleepy and it's time for you to sleep. Go to bed, little <laughs> baby. You don't need to be awake. Like, wait, wait it doesn't have to rhyme. As right. long as it's When's a, the album dropping, Mike? It's coming out after the Calypso album in the fall. Ah, okay. Very nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, Nothing rhymes, you know, it's all like you're tired. Uh, as long as, as, long it's as in, it sounds yeah. rhymey. Or not rhymey, but like the, the tune is all good. That's all that matters. Yeah, so he didn't care, but like he got he started to get really fussy. And I'm literally sitting there singing to him like You're I'm not gonna finish this, like you're we're gonna have to give up, kind of thing. And then I I got him. I got him. Like I I, I don't know what it was, but you could just see the like when he's he's really fighting it, where like the eyes are like rolling back in his head, right? And he's just like, you know, like you start to wonder if he's actually okay because of the way that his eyes are like rolling back, right? But yeah, so I got him, I got him. He was asleep, he conked out. I was very proud of myself because Laura was like, he's very difficult to get him to sleep right now, and I got him. Well, very good. Do you think he's going through uh, sleep regression? I don't know. Like, Laura keeps saying that, like, I don't know if you guys subscribe to the Wonder Weeks and the leaps and stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, the whole the mental leap thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so, the theory is, is that he's in a, in a leap right now. And it's supposed to be one of the stormy leaps, which means that he's it's going to be a difficult one. So... I mean, so far, he's kind of been a lot more fussier in the last few days, and right. maybe that's it. Maybe this leap thing is 100% right. I, I, well, who knows? I, is this the one, because at four months, that's the one where they learn to sleep properly, right? Where they all of a sudden, they, they start getting like the four levels of sleep and all that sort of thing? Yeah, I think so, yeah. I think I think that's one. Maybe that's what it is then. Maybe. The, the on-off switch sleeping is no more. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it would be really nice if he, he would sleep like longer like i mean he sleeps through the night still and we it's been a while since we've had a night where he did not sleep through the night but up until like 11 o'clock 11 30 he conks out for 
maybe an hour at most. At what do most. you mean? Sorry, what do you mean? Like when he falls asleep, like he'll take a nap every two hours, and when he oh, goes okay, for yeah. his nap, he'll nap for like forty to an hour, forty minutes to an hour. Oh now, yeah, some, okay, yeah. Sometimes he'll nap for only like twenty minutes. Like it'd be be nice that if he napped a little longer, just because you know we got stuff to do. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, no, that's what that's what I was saying uh, before the show was starting. Is like because we've got him on his schedule now, so now he's in bed between seven and eight. And we're mm-hmm. trying to get it closer to seven all the time. Because I guess when they're like three to four months or something, it's between seven and eight is sort of the, the magic hour, or golden hour, however you describe it. And then when they're between five and six, it's like get it a little bit tighter, right? It's like seven to seven thirty, but optimally between like seven and seven fifteen. Mm-hmm. Don't ask me why that's like the magic time, but you know, supposedly that's what everybody online says, and that's what you know, seems to be working not bad, so. Well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that being said, like, the last couple of weeks has been an absolute sleep nightmare. <laughs> but he <laughs> seems to be getting over it, so that's good, so. Well, that's good. Yeah. I mean, at this point, you've probably accumulated a fair amount of uh, of dad knowledge, dad knowledge. Yeah. That uh, you can actually now pass on to your sister. That's right, because she needs dad knowledge. Yes. Even though she's the mom. She's a mom. <laughs> but Yes, that's right. They had their they had their baby, little baby Carson, uh yesterday. Yeah, yesterday afternoon. So he was uh eight pounds on the mo- on the nose. So oh, not wow. a not a giant ten pounder, a very reasonably sized eight pounder. Well, that's very nice. Yeah. So we went over to uh, to London to go see her last night. It was quite nice. And it's uh what a difference it is holding an eight-pound baby, Mike, versus a uh, 22-and-a-half-pound <laughs> behemoth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Holy crap. I mean, I'm starting to go crazy holding a 15-pound baby. I don't know how you manage a 22-pound. Yeah. That's like a but, monstrosity. But it was like holding nothing. It's like I, I can hold this baby literally for like eight hours <laughs> because it's, there's no weight here at all. Yeah. Well, is but, that the thing that you're noticing? You're getting like super strong when it comes to baby? Yeah, but I've also, you know where I notice it the most though, Mike, is um, when you hold him in the car seat. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, it is so heavy. Yep. Like it weighs you down after a while because we actually, we didn't bring the stroller to the hospital because you never know how much space you're going to get. Yep. Um, so I was carrying him through the hospital in the car seat and like by the end, my God, my shoulder was burning. Like it oh. was brutal. But everything went well. Mom and baby are okay. It was, yeah. They uh, she ended up doing a C section because she, she went in. Everything was kind of normal at first, and then I guess the baby's heart rate started to drop a little bit. So mm-hmm. they decided, I ah, you know what, I'm not going to take a chance and did the C section. Other than that element of it, everything was fine, and she was in good spirits. And same with Quinn and everything like that. So the her husband. So we're hoping that we can get everybody together in like a month, maybe for Easter. Mm-hmm. That'd be kind of a nice big family get together, but yeah, we'll see. all of these babies now in your family. Yeah, there's so many, but well, no, there's... no more. At least for a year. <laughs> <laughs> it was put the pause button on adding. Yes, that's more. right. We all have one now. We don't need to have more for a little bit. It's not a race. That's right. Or is it a race? It's a marathon. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, that's not a sprint. It's a marathon. Yeah. Sorry. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I, I completely screwed up my metaphors. In, in there. both in both cases, those are races. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> Erase all that, Mike. We can't yeah, have that go yeah. out to the air. No, no. I'm leaving yeah. it in. Everyone yeah. needs to know you, you're mixing metaphors. Yeah, right? you, you rebel, you. <laughs> <laughs> so, but. Mike, did you watch the Apple event today? The Apple Showtime event? I got part of it. Like... I forgot that it was on, which is, okay. I don't know how I forgot it was on because every single time I went on Twitter, I got an ad for it. So I completely forgot about it. But my coworker was like, oh, God. And I'm like, what? And he's like, Apple's made a credit card. And I'm like, oh, yeah, the Apple thing. <laughs> so <laughs> so I, I went to go watch it on YouTube. And then I completely forgot that Apple does not play that. And you don't get to watch the Apple streams on YouTube. You have to watch them on Apple. Yep. So you can use your Edge browser to watch it, though. Yeah, but I I don't use Edge. So <laughs> and no, neither does anyone else in the world, except oh, maybe bad. like Bill Gates. I don't know. I bet he doesn't even use it. No, probably not. No. So but, was there anything? Um, did you kind of catch up afterwards and see all the stuff they uh, announced and released and whatever? Yeah, I read a bunch of stuff. Like, it's weird for me to. Because, like, I, as much as I like to know all of this techie stuff, like, I'm always like, oh, yeah, there's a conference where they're going to introduce, like, here's what the new iPhone is like. I'm still like, all right, I want to know. Even though I I don't, I'm not in the Apple ecosystem. I do not have an iPhone. I don't have an iPad. We don't have an Apple TV, you know. Right, right. But you still like to kind of keep on top of things, you know. See what, see what everybody's doing. And then see what Android does, like, in a year from now. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I did see like some of the stuff and I mean, some of it was interesting in the sense of like, this would be great if I was in that ecosystem, but I'm not. So right. it doesn't matter to me. Like, like their, their TV service where it's like, oh yeah, all of your subscriptions are all in the same spot. Okay, well, that's the thing. So I saw some, because not only that, but Apple introduced like their own subscription thing. Yes, so of course. I, I saw somebody posted on Twitter something that was like, man, they should introduce a new app called Subscription Plus so you can keep track of all the damn subscriptions. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah, I mean, it was weird because it was like, hey, here's all the announcements of our new TV content, but we're not going to show you a clip of any of it. No, they did show like a little 30 second like supercut trailer at the end of it. But I agree when they trotted out all the actors and directors and stuff and they each had their little five minute piece. It was like, I I don't care. About yeah, just show any, me the show. Like, just show me the technology or show me a little 10 second trailer. OK, great. That's all I really yeah, needed. Like, I mean, I get you have Spielberg there. Yeah. But have, instead of having Spielberg being like, oh, it's great with the, what we've done with our partners at Apple, be like, hey, here's Spielberg. We made a thing. Yeah. Here it is. You know, take a look at it. And, I, but I, I, I'm so torn on the whole Apple TV thing anyway. Because like, like you were saying, as, as I have a MacBook and I have an iPhone, and I would not consider myself an Apple guy by any sort of stretch, but yep. I've got them. Uh, but the problem is, is that it's... In a typical Apple fashion, it's limited to everything. So Apple TV does not support Netflix. Well, what's no. the biggest net? What's the biggest subscription service you use? Right? Yeah, it's probably Netflix. Netflix right? Mm -hmm. So, and the last thing I want to pay for is another ten dollar a month subscription, or because it's Apple, let's not kid ourselves. It's probably going to be twenty dollars a month. Mm -hmm. You know, I, it's 
you know, it, it's getting to a point now where everybody's got their own damn thing. And obviously Disney announced that they're going to do one later this year, too. So that's another one. I don't know. I, I, I kind of walked away from the entire Apple thing just very meh about it. Like, there was nothing that seemed interesting to me at all. Like, the credit card, honestly, was probably the most interesting part. <laughs> you know, which, uh, is, which is so sad because there's nothing special about it. It's just they're doing a credit card that works with their, their phone, which yeah. a lot of credit cards work with their phone. So Which I also enjoy because it's like, oh, yeah, your card, which is made of titanium. Because why? Why yeah. does it need to be made of titanium? Does it have a car? Like, it doesn't have a number on it, no signature. So good luck proving it's yours if you drop it, you know, like all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But, uh, to me, I, I think that that one is just purely a, uh, uh, well, what the hell is the word? Vanity? Just like a show off kind of thing. Like oh, okay. no one, no one is buying this credit card or subscribing or whatever the terminology is to use the platinum card or the titanium mm-hmm. card. Sorry. They're going to use their phone. I mean, that's the entire point, right? Right. I mean, the uh, rates on it were pretty good, like 2% back on most stuff. But I don't yeah. know. I, I, like I said, I the news news plus or whatever. Wow. I Who cares? You know, don't I don't give two shits about it. Or even Apple Arcade. I don't give two shits about it. Actually, the thing that really made me interested in Apple Arcade was they had some footage of Oceanhorn 2. And Oceanhorn 1 was a game that I recently beat on my PlayStation Vita. Now, oh, okay. I don't expect Oceanhorn 2 to be coming to my PlayStation Vita at all, but I do expect it from what it looked like that it will be it will be a PS4 game eventually and I'll be able to play it there. So that'll be nice. Like I'm excited for Oceanhorn 2. So that was a nice announcement. I, right. I'm all about Oceanhorn 2. But you got to you got to subscribe to that thing too. <laughs> no. I said I will wait and it will come out on another system. Uh, okay. It'll just okay. it'll just take a billion years cuz Oceanhorn didn't come out like I think Oceanhorn came out for iOS in like 2013 and then it didn't come out until 2016 on yeah. console. So, you know, three year gap. I'll wait. I'll wait till 2021 and then I can play Oceanhorn 2. <laughs> yeah, it's like you got nothing else going on in your life anyway. No, I don't have time. I don't have time no. to play games. We've established what, do you, what do you think the tipping point is going to be for all these like paid subscriptions? And that kind of stuff. Well, we're already hitting it because like I saw an article that I I would love to credit whoever had it, but I've seen this. I saw this article months ago is because they're gatekeeping all of this stuff behind all of these subscription services that piracy is back on the rise after it had reached an all time low because all of these shows are now like behind Amazon Prime and Netflix and cbs access and all of this crap so piracy is huge again when it was on its way out because everything was on netflix for a long time you just needed netflix yeah and and it's like it's like what happened with spotify everybody was like just give me a spot that i can have easy access to it that i can pay for it and it's I'll never pirate again kind of a thing. Yeah, well, that's absolutely what happened to me. Because, I mean, I was, uh, I pirated everything. I pirated TVs. I pirated, sorry, not TVs, TV shows. I Uh, just pirated. Yeah, I I stole those TVs straight from the truck on the highway. Uh, No, I I pirated TV shows. I pirated movies. I pirated music, everything. But, I mean, I had said to you a million times and to everybody that I knew, like, if you could give me a place where I paid 10 bucks a month or $20 a month, for music or movies or whatever 
I'd happily pay it. I'd probably never pirate again. And, you know, sure enough, Netflix and Spotify come along. I haven't downloaded a song in, I don't know, five years, maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's been a long time. Yeah, but same. now I can I can completely see why piracy is back because I don't want to drop you know sixty dollars a month in subscription services across ten different platforms and you know you got to draw the line somewhere right yeah because a lot of people are watching these subscription services in lieu of their cable packages and it's going to get to the point where it's like oh it's just like having another cable package that's right I mean it's it's almost exactly it I'm, I'm hardly I can hardly wait until they actually come out with a subscription package that just sort of encompasses all the subscription packages and then we're, we're back at cable except now it's served on the internet instead of you know yeah. on TV well right now the only thing that we pirate is HBO because, of course, there, there, there was just, I mean, we're in Canada. There's no good way to watch HBO in Canada. And now yes. there actually is with Crave. And for the first time ever, we're going to watch Game of Thrones live when it actually, the final season airs, because we're going to get Crave and then turn it off once Game of Thrones is over. Yeah. Because we now will actually have the option, because that's the thing, like, there was never a way, like, if I could buy episodes of game of thrones in previous years the day after they'd aired so that i could watch them without like oh shit spoilers because that's the thing like you would not have access to game of thrones until like seven months later like when the blu-rays came out which is like oh yeah because the internet is so good at keeping spoilers away from you for seven months. Yeah. Like, well, and that's what we struggle with in Canada, right? Is that a yeah. lot of this stuff isn't available. Hulu's not available. YouTube TV isn't available. Mm-hmm. I would love I would love to get YouTube TV. I would drop Kojiko in a heartbeat and get it. You know, because what is I, it? I think it's 35 bucks US, so we'll say $50 Canadian. There's you know. a, in the States as well, there's a PlayStation service that is cable, PlayStation yeah. View. And I would subscribe to that if that was the case. It gets HBO too. Like, but again, it's a US thing that's only in the US. Cause I mean, we use our, our PlayStation is, it's our set top box. Like, with the exception of the fact that we have a cable box where we watch television, we watch everything else. All of our streaming services are done through the PlayStation. We watch yeah. Netflix on PlayStation, we watch Prime on PlayStation. So, like, if we could just do everything from one box, it would be so much easier instead of having like six remotes, you know, like, <laughs> yes, that is a good point. Yeah. It'd be nice to sort of combine it all together. Well, it's funny. Cause I, I mentioned to Laura before about getting a universal remote and she's like, Nope, don't want one. I don't want a universal remote. I don't know why she's so opposed to universal remote. They're pretty handy. I mean, we got yeah. my parents one and they figured it out and they are not, you know, tech people by any stretch of yeah. the imagination. Like, her parents have one, too, and, like, we could have one that works with our TV and our cable box, and I don't think it would work with our soundbar, because our soundbar is, if you recall, our soundbar is the improvised Bose sound dock with an audio line-in jack in my TV out, so I don't I don't have an actual, like, like soundbar. My soundbar is improvised out of an old iPod dock. Right. Well, that's, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. No, there's <laughs> that's nothing just, wrong with it. That's just excellent MacGyvering skills. See, basically, for those who've never heard of this before, if back in the day, Bose made these very impressive iPod sound docks. And 
I bought one when Laura and I started dating. Or not when we started dating, but right before we started dating. Because I used to sleep listening to music. Because that's how I could fall. I, I couldn't fall asleep without music. So right. I would sleep with headphones on. And then it turned out the one time that I was sleeping with headphones on, the headphones pushed earwax too far into my ear. And it actually closed up my ear canal. Oh, I've had that. Yeah, yeah. that's an uncomfortable feeling. Yes. So after that happened, the doctor was like, maybe don't sleep with headphones in. And I'm like, sounds good. But I wanted to listen to my iPod because my iPod could, you know, had all my music on it and all that misbegotten music that I now don't, I, I pay for through Spotify. Yeah, that's right. So I, I bought an iPod dock. I bought a really high quality Bose sound dock. And it was like, at the time, like $200, $300, something like that. Yeah. Which is a lot of money, but it's good quality. Yeah. It was amazing quality. And it was something that I would be using all the time. And then Laura and I started dating. And the very first time she stayed over, she's like, turn that off. And it was like never on again <laughs> because <laughs> because it was like, oh, OK, well, I guess I'm not going to get to listen to yeah, music. That's right. The, the controlling started day one. Yeah. Mm. So it sat in our bedroom for a very long time, never being used, except when I was like in the bedroom cleaning for 30 seconds. Right. And then I just stopped using an iPod. So now I have a dock that doesn't, you know, like I, I don't use an iPod. I have an iPod dock that doesn't do anything so right eventually i figured out recently that the dock itself has a an audio jack in the back a, an auxiliary port and then i figured out because i was looking at cheap solutions because we were getting really crappy sound in our basement because we're also like our tv is near our air conditioning and our furnace so if one of those is on it's really hard to hear the tv and we'd be turning the tv up super loud and then the furnace would turn off and it'd be incredibly loud television. So we're like, okay, well, the solution is, was we need a speaker shooting the sound towards us instead of off yeah. the wall behind the television. Yeah. So this is when I was looking for solutions and it was, somebody made the suggestion like on some forum that I was on to use PC speakers. Oh, and, okay. Yeah. Cause you can sort of position them. Yeah. Oh, that makes yeah. sense. And they said, use PC speakers and you can use the, the auxiliary jack in the back of the TV. And I'm like, wait a minute, my sound dock has an auxiliary jack. And then I figured that out and then we set it up and sure enough, it works. And we have a remote for that too. So we control the sound through that. So that's another remote that we have that we need to, uh, <laughs> you, just, but, you just can't escape, Mike. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think, I don't think the, those, those, uh, wire, universal remotes work with those sound docks. I mean, I don't know. I, well, you, it's you an never older know. sound dock. Some of them are pretty in depth. Yeah. But, uh, my brother had the same problem as you. He bought, you know, it's a really nice dock that worked, I think with like the iPhone four, and of course, the next generation, they changed the docking port or whatever, so it didn't fit anymore. Of course. But what he ended up doing was buying a Chromecast audio and plugging it into the aux port. And it basically turned it into sort of like the poor man's Google Home speaker. Mm -hmm. But it works pretty well for him. That's good. So, uh, Mike. Yes. Speaking of streaming stuff, we, yes. we talked a little bit about the Google Stadia Right? Did I say it right? Stadia? You did say it right. Yes. Stadia. Yeah, we talked a little bit about that last week before knowing what it actually was. Well, they've yeah, finally we, come out and told us. Yes. And what are your first impressions? They're mixed. I feel like, because the thing is, is what you got to remember is, I don't know if you watched, did you watch that presentation live? I did not. I kind of saw like the 20 the minute super cut or whatever afterwards. Right. Yeah. 
Well, they announced it at the Game Developers Conference, and it was very clear that it was a Game Developers Conference. Like, it was for the developers. It was not to tell everybody about... Like On one hand, it was to be like, hey, here's our wonderful new product. But at the same time, it wasn't like, here's when it's going to ship, and here's how much it costs, and stuff like that. And it yeah, was a lot of... Right. A lot of people were expecting that, but it was more like, here's a demonstration of what's possible, and like, here's the kind of power that you'll be working with. You won't need a console. It's like 10 gigaflops or whatever it was. <laughs> um, what a great tech promotion that is. Yeah. 10 well, gigaflops. Gigaflops. Look at it. Look at these flops. Yeah. And then they would flop it all them. over. <laughs> <laughs> and then they pulled up the the competitor flops, and it was met much less. Oh flops. yeah, yeah, it just what a mess. Yeah. yeah, I mean the whole point was to show developers what they could be working with, and not so much like what people can buy. And, and then of course, like the details started to come out, and people were like, "Well, because because that's the thing, like especially in the states, and even here too." We don't have great internet everywhere. Like you and I are lucky. We live in a very large metropolitan area we both have good access to decent internet and good yeah. speeds but you know some people don't have that kind of internet access they don't get good speeds and they won't be able to their infrastructure doesn't support you know where they live kind of a thing well, especially I, in the states what i was gonna say i think they came out and actually flat out said hey we get it not this is not going to be for everyone because of exactly what you said, especially here in Canada, you know, if you're not in a major city, your internet is probably crap. So I, I think they know that that market is not for them. Mm -hmm. But I definitely have some skepticism about the whole idea. Like, don't get me wrong. I love all the stuff that they've said it can do. And I, I mean, I guess for the people who don't know, basically, it's a console where everything is being stream or sorry everything is being run in like a, a data center and all you're doing is streaming the game to whatever device you want so it can be a computer it can be a phone it can be a laptop they even said like a smart tv you know like with a chromecast or something plugged into it you yeah. can play the game so all you need is just to buy their little controller and that's about it but, but I am super skeptical for two reasons. One is certainly the input lag. Mm -hmm. I, I cannot help but think that is going to be a much bigger deal than they make it out to be. And they've said they've got technology and shit that's going to sort of fix it and, and mitigate it a little bit. But I have a lot of reservations about that. I, I just can't see it being that great. And then the other thing I've got is they've said in order to stream at kind of the 4K 60 frames per second that they're promising, you have to have at least a constant internet connection of 30 megabits per second. And good luck. Yeah. <laughs> good luck with that. I just, you know, I, I don't know if you've ever played and, and Laura pops on Netflix on another device or something and all of a sudden your game elastic bands all over the place and that sort yeah. of thing. You know, so imagine that because games nowadays take like 30 kilobits a second. You know, imagine when it's a thousand times that. I just, I, I, I don't see it, especially yeah. with the terrible modem slash routers that Bell and Kochuko and Rogers and stuff give out to their users. I just, I, I think there's going to be a lot of problems. Yeah, like it's definitely going to be something that like is need needs to be seen more to to kind of have a better opinion on like 
there was a lot of things that, that like they said, they came out afterwards. The stuff like you were talking about, like the speeds came out afterwards. One of the things they mentioned in their conference was like, oh, you can play with things that you already own. Like you can use the laptop that you've that you own from like 2011 and that'll work with it. And like you can use the controllers that you already have. Like they, there's some images of um of an Xbox One controller in the in their presentation and stuff. Right. But but at the same time, that's not a hundred percent true because they said to get it to play on your television with the Chromecast, you require their controller. So yes, yeah. one of their promises in their video that or in, the, in their presentation was play with the items that you already own. Well, right off the bat, if you want to play on your TV, you you need to buy a new item. So yeah, that's right. It's a huge asterisk beside yeah. that. And and I mean that was something that they didn't talk about was how much does that item cost? Like they don't they didn't say how much the the controller costs. And on top of that, they didn't say what kind of a service this is. It Apple came out today and they were like, hey, we have this subscription service for all of these games. But Google didn't say whether they had a subscription service, whether you were buying the games a la carte. Like they showed they showed us somebody playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey and just jumping right into the game. Like they'd be like, oh, OK, let's hop in and play. Well, from that, the way they showed that demonstration the, you you didn't jump right at the beginning like you didn't start a game and pick a character and etc cetera, etc cetera, insert your name it was like literally like oh this dude's like level 25 and swimming in the ocean yeah you're you're already kind of started up now that was one thing i found was interesting i liked the integration that they did i mean the one demo that really got my attention was it was like some guy watching a youtube video or something uh, about you know kind of watching the game and it's like oh i want to play this and they literally just clicked a button on youtube that said play this game mm-hmm. and it literally it just launched up and all of a sudden they were playing the game that they were just watching i thought that was a very cool technology now but, whether it works the same way that the demo does is yeah. another thing to be seen but but that's interesting idea thing. like like that's the thing like if if we're, we're at the point where we need to know like okay so if I hit play, it's not going to, is it not going to just launch into the game unless I already own it? You know, like if, if, if it's part of a subscription service and it's like, oh, I've never heard of this game till right now and I want to play it right now, then yeah, it very well could jump into the game like that. But if you, ha- what if it's like, oh, I want to play that game. Oh, now you're on the Google Play Store and you have to buy the game. Yeah, like, that's right. Who knows, right? Yeah, like uh, that's the thing. Like they didn't say. Like they showed, uh, they showed images that made it look like you buy the games off the Google Play Store, but they didn't show that you buy the game. Like for all we know, there's a upfront cost to buying the Stadia app. There's an upfront cost to you know buying every single game, or you buy the app and that's all it is. Like I wouldn't be shocked if it follows the same model as like Xbox and and PlayStation where you have mm-hmm. to buy the, you know, the yearly subscription. And then once you're on there, then you have to buy the games. Mm-hmm. I could see them maybe being you know slightly subsidized, but that's how I think. I think you're going to be paying twice. Yeah. But I mean, There's again, a- it's hard to say. I mean, the one thing I thought was kind of interesting, too, was the fact that they said in multiplayer games, there is no lag because technically everybody's connected to one of their data centers and it's it's like playing a LAN game at home, right? Mm-hmm. There, there is no lag because the computer is within eyesight. Um, so, I mean, that 
could be interesting too. I mean, it doesn't doesn't negate the input lag, but it's a different perspective on things. I, I don't know. There's just a, there's some things that like, you know, again, this is something that we've talked about in the past that I've always had an issue with, and it's the concept of ownership of things. Yeah. And I mean, uh, for all we know, and, and you said too about like, hey, Google has a very big history very of abandoning. Very checkered past. Oh, hugely yeah. checkered past. Yeah, so they just abandoned projects. I mean, we recently turned off Google Plus, and well, no, it's not quite off yet, but it's coming it, soon. It's going off, yeah. Yeah, and, but like, you know, say Stadia is only around for two years because it doesn't succeed the way they want, and I spent, you know, like it may say it is a la carte, and you buy games, and I bought the new Assassin's Creed and I bought the new Doom and I bought whatever the next Bethesda game is or or the next EA game or something right. like that. And I'm like $200, $300 in the hole and they just switch it off. That's $300 that I spent on nothing. Yeah. You know, like, and, and I don't get anything for it. Like, or what if suddenly they decide that, oh, I don't have the license to, like a perfect example is there's a, a game that's like Porsche racing. Well, the company that made Porsche Racing lost the license to use Porsche. Like, the Porsche license was granted for two years or something like that. Sure, yeah. So they don't sell the game anymore. But if you owned the game on, like, if you bought a physical copy of the game or you bought a downloadable copy of the game, then you still own that game. But if the game's on a data center and they're like, oh, we can't give this, we can't sell this game anymore... Does that game just get turned off forever? Yeah, you know? I don't know. H- has there been a case of sort of that mass service outage out there? Like, I know there's been, you know, g- games like the Porsche one you just said, they, where they lose the license or they just pull the game. You can't play that one particular game anymore. But has there been a case where there's sort of like a Netflix where you had to buy the movies that just sort of disappeared? Like... I, I yes. can't think of any. Has yes, it been? Yes, there has. There has. Yeah. Do you remember On Live? No, I do not. No. On Live was essentially this, but at, they had a console. And this was maybe, God, eight years ago that they did On Live. And On Live was the same thing. It was a st- streaming console. Is right. the, the games were on a server. And you, you bought the game and it streamed to your console. And you could just turn it on and play. It, was, it wasn't it was quite the same in the fact that you could play it absolutely anywhere. You needed a specific... You needed an online console, on live console. And you needed the controller. Like, you bought it as a set. Yeah, a little more enclosed, yeah. Yeah, but that was the thing. And, and you could buy the new Assassin's Creed game on there. You could buy Batman Arkham Asylum on there. And then... One day, OnLive went under as a company, and everybody who bought all those games lost all those games. And so was there any, did they give any sort of financial kickback or anything like that? Or they pretty much just said, you know, go f*** yourself. (laughs) As far as I'm aware, it was just like, sorry, it's done. You know, like, I mean, I'm because this was something that I saw recently, too, was when people, people who are critical of Stadia are saying things like, well, this is, is this just going to be OnLive again? Because that's what happened to me when I used online. Was I yeah. lost all these games, and and I've seen a lot of people who are like, "Here's why I think like this is my one image why I think that these digital licensed games are never gonna to work." And it was a picture of Scott Pilgrim the game, which is a fantastic brawler from 2010. That again, 
the license expired and you cannot get it in any way, shape, or form. Interesting. There's a lot of question marks that need to be to be addressed. And it's funny that we're, that we're actually talking about something that we talked about on last week's show. Uh, I'm also going to bring up something else. And uh, last week, we talked about whether or not Xbox was going to make their big, crazy announcement where they were going to put all their games on the Switch and everybody was freaking out about the possibilities of what it could be. And basically, they came out and they were like, Cuphead's on Switch. And that was really the end of it. So, <laughs> but but big news for those Switch owners out there. <laughs> yeah. So it was like, hey, sweet Cuphead. Yeah. And then like Xbox Live's achievements will be included in Cuphead. But other than that, like they didn't go. They th- what everybody was expecting of like Xbox Live and Game Pass is going to be on the Switch. None of that happened. So I mean, who knows? Maybe that's coming down the road. That's right. It's it's baby steps. So I'm going to give them that one. That's baby steps. Yeah. You know. So an update to that story that we talked about last week too. Yeah. But I think on that note, we should probably end this week's episode of Part-Timers, Full-Time Dads. If you follow along with our adventures, if you follow along with your adventures, you then better, you're already you listening. You better follow along. <laughs> <laughs> you can follow along on our adventures in parenting at Part-Timers, Full-Time as well as on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher, CastBox, and any of your other favorite podcast listening services. If you want to get a hold of us to let us know any helpful tips or even tell us what we said was dead wrong, you can send an email to the dads at parttimenerdsfulltimedads.com or reach us on Twitter or Facebook accounts at PTNerdsFTDads. We will be back next week with more nerdy dad advice from people who are most certainly not qualified to give any whatsoever. Until next time, I am Mike. And I'm Chris. And we will talk to you again soon. Good job, Mike. No, thank you. An excellent episode, even though you're exhausted.